Welcome to Stitch Panda Podcast, a podcast created to share insight, opinions, tips, and advice in the world of fashion, style, sewing, and creative business. I'm your host, Chelsea, fashion designer and owner of faith-based women's boutique, Vine & Brand Collective. Everyone knows when it comes to fashion and style, image is everything. How visually appealing, flattering, and easy clothing seems. Other than runway, photo shoots are the best way to capture the designer's intent of fluidity. But where is the best place to host your photo shoot? I'll tell you where in this episode. Depending on the type of photo shoot you want, there's much more that goes into it than just grabbing a camera and taking a picture. Location, lighting, activity level, mood, theme, many factors that can go into your photo shoot. First thing first, there's search your local area. Make note of when you pass uh, places of interest. Keep a log or a list. Make a note of the mood and feeling conveyed. This will come in handy later. So if it's somewhere where you want a nice brick wall, that would be great, but make sure that all of your photos don't have that same brick wall. Go to a different angle where if it's a building, it's half of the building. Um, and that like if you were facing a corner of it and that's, you know, it gives more lines and angles in the image and it's more to look at. Of course, you want the focus to be on your clothing themselves, but having a good quality picture can speak volumes on your clothing based on just having it solely of your clothing, if that makes sense. Of course, you want everything to revolve around your clothing and that be the main focal point, but you want other things that could help to emphasize the the theme and feeling that you have going on. So different backgrounds would be great. Of course, if you found a, a perfect place that you want and it doesn't have that background, the angles in which you do your photo shoot Um, and different lighting can help you there. Consider the weather on the day of your photo shoot. It can be used for you as a prop, but it can also hinder what you have in mind. So make sure you're always prepared, even if it doesn't say it's going to rain, have an umbrella, have um, gear that'll cover your um, camera equipment, and, you know, have a whole um, backup plan, a, a plan B location, whether it's either for the same day for you to just run on over to your plan B or if you need to reschedule, you can reschedule at your plan B site. Ample lighting makes all of the difference, not only for photo quality, but imagery. Times of day, different sun, sh- different sunlights or sunshades, lamps. Keep in mind, you may want shots with multiple backgrounds. Different angles and framing may help, but try not to limit yourself. Unexpected sources of light, like if you're passing um, uh, oncoming traffic, if it was a nighttime shoot and you're somewhere where people are driving by, the difference of um, the casting shadows, that, that would be you know helpful. If it's a loft type setting and it's somewhere near a street and it's in the, in the evening time, that's great because, if you guys can picture this with me, but have you ever been in an, a room late at night and the car drives by and the shadow of the window kind of like moves from one corner of the wall to the other as the car is driving by things like that can be used purposely in your you know concept of the photo shoot itself and it could actually help so you know time of day you know unexpected sources of light such as you know headlights from cars or neon signs from businesses things of that nature um 
would be really cool. I know sometimes you see photo shoots with um, like the little lightning bugs because um, you never know where they're going to be. It's at random. That's actually pretty cool. Um, but you always want to kind of uh, keep your lighting in mind. It's easier to make adjustments when you have a second location instead of having start to, uh, having to start from scratch with considering all the things that you had to do to prepare for your first photo shoot to then start over again. And then you have to book your model again, assuming it's not you or a friend. You'll have to get, you know, everything situated and, and schedule a whole nother day. And it could possibly uh, set you back a lot further in your schedule for when you wanted to release your clothing or whatever this particular project is for. Uh, versus if you start with your plan B in mind from the beginning, you won't run into those problems. It can be a really useful tool to make the best out of the location that you have, especially going back to the first point, if it's a place that doesn't give you a lot of backdrop options, so you can't move from point A to point B, and you have to stay you know, somewhere in a small range, your lighting, the different types of lights and shades and things like that can help as, as well as angle. I always say it's best to plan for the type of lighting that you want and then also unexpected lighting that may occur. Uh, again, that goes to possibly the weather. Uh, you may have a day that's sunny enough to give you, you know, a, a decent photo shoot, but off in the distance, you know, it, you can see the storm coming in, so it casts a shadow. Or, you know, there's unexpected lightning um, in the distance that may affect your photo shoot. So planning for those type of things uh, to incorporate them into your project and not letting them be an afterthought will help a lot. Because this way, if something does happen that's unexpected, you can always try to, um, you know, push through and continue so you don't have to use your plan B. Also consider the activity level of the area. You probably don't want people in the background. Also, it may be hard for you or your subject that you're shooting to focus if too much noise and commotion is going on around you. Calm and peaceful settings with less foot traffic may be something that is more... Um, suitable to what you're trying to do but then again if you want something to look like you're in the, uh, a city then it probably would be good to go um, into those areas just try to make sure that where you're doing your photo shoot isn't directly in the midst of what's going on because then you'll have people walking into your shots uh, by not paying attention um, you'll have too many people too close to the background. You'll have people trying to photobomb you. And when you're on time constraints, especially if you're paying for your model, these are the things that you don't want to happen. I remember a photo shoot when I was in New York and uh, we were in the middle of Times Square. And we were kind of in back alleyways, but the alley itself wasn't the subject of the photo shoot. They didn't necessarily want it to be um, that grunge type of look. They still wanted the bright lights and city type of thing. So the photographer would stand mainly in that little area and have me or whatever other subject standing out more closer to the street with the buildings behind them and the lights behind them and all the traffic far enough behind them. So it still looks like from the shot that we were all in the midst of what was going on, but really we were standing a little further back. So they were getting the extra foot traffic because it added to the imagery of the photo. We were getting the tall buildings. We were getting the lights and the signs and the fluorescence and the things of that nature. So if it's your first time and you, that's the look that you're going for, just know that in that situation, you would really have to spend 
a lot longer of a time in a photo shoot like that because there's going to be so many variables. So try to um, account for that time. Be prepared for how, how much longer it's going to take. It, it will take a lot longer than a normal photo shoot would because from set, instead of just posing, you know, your model and then shooting and then telling her to change her pose or walk a little further this way or that way, you're going to have to account for all of the extra stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Um, but those are beautiful shots. If that's something that you want to make it look like it's real and it's like a lifestyle picture, like an actual life event, then that's something having extra people, you know, for far enough in the back so you're not getting, you know, their faces and things like that. But um, that is like a powerful um, image in itself, the being active. So it may be something that you want, but if it's not something that you were planning for and it wasn't the direction you were going in, just make sure that just because you saw like a, a, a beautiful place, don't let it derail you from the other factors you need to look into like lighting and, you know, of course, weather on that day and the, the foot traffic and the noise level. There are some beautiful places out here in Tampa uh, again, down in Ebor, that are beautiful, that I would suggest would be nice for a photo shoot. But the problem is they're so close to a lot of the um, restaurants and bars and things out there that if you really do try to get a photo, there's going to be too many people messing around in your photo and it's going to be really hard for you to do that. Um, so just know that it's going to take time. Uh, they may be worth it. If you're starting out and you're doing your first photo shoots, I wouldn't suggest doing that because it can get very frustrating and you may not be paying attention to those type of things 100%. It takes more of a trained eye um, unless you're working with a professional photographer. They may know or be a little more experienced in how to, how to do that. So, you know, it drives up the cost as well because you could be paying for, of course, your model to be wearing the clothes in the photo shoot and then you'll be paying for a professional photographer who will know the ins and outs of how to do those types of things. I mean, so there are ways around it. Um, but just be careful because you can get back from a photo shoot that you tried to do yourself and then you see a lot of the shots that you thought were good. A lot of the ones that you really wanted are no good because you have people making peace signs in the back or jumping up and down or you didn't realize that someone was walking their dog and they're taking a poop in your photo. So, um, yeah, <laughs> just be careful for the traffic, that, the foot traffic that happens around the background of your scenes or some modern buildings, office buildings, houses, things of that nature. Now something else that can help with the imagery or um, getting the mood or the point across that you wanna convey is if you have something that's really uh, ensembles that are structured or have um, sharp crisp lines or things that are more futuristic, then having a lifestyle photo shoot would be good. I would say a, around um, art museums or newer buildings in like your downtown area if you have a meaning or a message to the photo shoot itself try to select a place that inspires you or a place that ha also has its own meaning or message um, this can be monuments or you know local landmarks um, you know historic homes in the neighborhood it depends on because the styles of the buildings or the landmarks uh, can help uh, of course, their color, their shapes, you know, they can convey a message as well. They can help towards your imagery. If you have something that is very sleek and clean and office-like, you might want something that has um, a lot of architectural um, special elements, not just, you know, a brick building or not just at the beach. If you're doing something more polished, it might be nice to be in like some sort of um, corporate courtyard that has a water fountain and a lot of, you know, sleek 
artistic lines and things like that or like a museum of that nature now I was just watching today um I believe it was something on YouTube about 10 interesting facts of all types of different things but one thing that stood out to me is there was a town in Europe that uh, was used for the shooting of um, the Smurf movie. I don't know if it was the first or the second one, but they decided to, um, they made a, an agreement with the town's mayor or, or whoever that uh, they would paint the entire town, all of the buildings, all of the structures, a nice blue color just so that they can film there without any cost to them and they would paint them all back to their natural colors or whatever color that that town chose. Just because for the purpose of what they were doing, Having everything blue, of course, like Smurfs, would make it, um, it would stand to, to prove that point or the image that they're, they're doing. Um, even after the movie stopped, the whole town decided to keep everything be blue because it's beautiful. And their tourism actually shot up from roughly 300 a year total visitors to like 80,000 visitors a year because people want to go and see it because it's pretty cool, a whole town that's completely blue. And there's a lot of travel people and fashion people and you know artistic people who just wanna go and take pictures there because of how unique and beautiful it is. So if you have that one building in your neighborhood or if you have like a town that has a really nice focal point everyone knows the pink house you know something like that then that would be something good to help especially if it's a contrast to what you're doing because then it would be the perfect backdrop you know with with this you know bright bold pop of a color and your outfit or ensemble or your model you know in in, in the foreground would be amazing one of the largest places in the Tampa St. Pete area to host weddings is the uh, Don Cesar in St. Pete Beach area. And it's this giant castle-like building and it's pink. It's this giant pink building. And during the sunset or the sunrise when the skies are all different colors, that's where they like to actually have the photo shoots of the bride and groom. So they try to schedule, you know, weddings around those times over their peak hours because how the sky and the sand and the water contrasts against their building with a bride who's usually in white is outstanding. It's beautiful. They know what they're doing. And they use that almost as a marketing tool. They show you all these beautiful pictures as they're, of course, you guys, you know, hear me. I'm talking about weddings. <laughs> so, um... They use that as a marketing tool, you know, of course, all the other wonderful features of their wedding packages and, and this and that and the food and the whatever, but your photos will look like this. Is, and, and they show you the, all these books of different couples and different gowns and different uh, areas of their place. And it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful because the uniqueness of their building, the shape, the color, the style, I mean, it's it's amazing. For the most part, I've seen those are the packages is when they just that's an environmental element that it, they, they play big parts in the photos. I do want to say, however, don't get overwhelmed by the things that you're trying to do that you lose sight of your project goal. What is the shoot for? Why are you doing the photo shoot? What is the image or the message or the point of your photo shoot? Clean and edit those photos and then they send them to you and that's it. That's what you paid for. That's your package. There are a lot of photographers out there that are nice that'll send you all of the raw, unedited images. 
which is good too because you can start off with the ones that they edited for you and then if you felt like there was one that you liked that they didn't select then you can go in and try to attempt to edit it yourself and of course there's um, you know on your phone filters and if you're uploading things to Instagram they have filters you can make things brighter you can make things darker you can add more contrast you know there's little minor things that you can do is it just supposed to be style is it supposed to show is it supposed to be you know for Instagram so people can see your items in real life settings so that they know okay this looks good outside or this would be a nice ensemble is it for line sheets is it for get, placing orders you know what is it for because then you wouldn't have to put so much thought into it if it was just something more simple like a lookbook if it's print and promotional for line sheets and lookbooks I would say there's no need to overthink it just bright lights white backdrop will do the job in a previous job that I had I was on the design team for um, a clothing company based out here in Tampa and after we did our lookbook or our line sheet um, shoot where it was just, you know, the girls are, were constantly changing into the various outfits and standing in front of the white background with all the, you know, lights beaming down on them. We would just get a few poses of each item and it was literally three quick shots and then she would change and another person would come on and we would just alternate between that. It's quick, it's easy, especially if you're paying models, you don't want them there for too long. But what we would actually do as well, because we knew we need lifestyle photos and we didn't always have time to plan out a whole lifestyle photo shoot, it's time and effort, it's, it's, it's a lot of money, it takes you away from the office, it takes you away from the things, filling the orders and the things that you need to do. So unless you feel it's absolutely you know essential to do one, uh, there are shortcuts. After we would do our white backdrop, uh, we would pick three or four of our, you know, leading top sellers or, you know, items we wanted to push. And each girl would get like four outfits a piece. And we would actually go out behind the building. And there was like a grassy retention area. Uh, it had some trees. They also, uh, one side of the building had a brick wall. The other side had um, where the warehouse was, those like garage doors. It was like a metal garage door that went up. So we would just take the two girls in their first outfit have them in the three different locations go and change then the other girl three different locations we would do um, while one girl was getting changed we'd be photographing the other girl when the next one came out we would do two or three of them just both of them together and then we would send the other girl to change and then we would have the secondary girl going to the same three locations so this way we can get individuals of those outfits and with them together really quick and simple and then we all incorporated it into the same one photo shoot so the the more times we did that the better at it we got it was just more efficient um, there were two other times where they had full-on photo shoots just for lifestyle one was like at a beach one was at a ranch oh there was a third one there one was at a hotel where we partnered with a hotel and they let us take pictures um, in all of their like nice beautiful photographic areas of course the one in a suite one around their pool area and one in their um, like uh, I would say garden ish area and then of course a corner of their lobby was just like a seating area with you know all of their artwork and things like that so it was really beautiful so um, they don't always have to be over the top as long as everything is you know bright and beautiful it'll complement your clothing um, but when we didn't have time to do those large-scale photo shoots that's what we did after the line sheet photo shoot with a ba white backdrop we just ran outside real quick took a few more photos and then we sent the girls on their way they got paid they were happy 
and uh, you know we called it a day because there's a lot of editing no, no matter how beautiful your photos are there's a lot of editing that's still gonna go into it and the newer you are with doing photo shoots the more editing you're probably gonna have especially if you're doing it on your own and not having a photographer the best thing I would say is just have a high quality camera the higher quality your camera is the easier it'll be for editing. I wouldn't say there's less editing, the easier they'll be. And then the more that you learn how to use your own camera, that's when it's gonna be the less editing because you know you know, what lighting and things that you need for that. Of course, if you do decide to get a photographer who knows these things, the more they know or the more service they're gonna to provide to you, the higher their prices are gonna go. So you definitely wanna make sure that you keep the photo shoot to you know, a minimum. If it's two hours, if it's three hours, make sure you stay within your time frame because you'll get as many photos as they'll take from you and then they'll clean and edit them up and then send them back over to you. You don't always get to sit there with them and go through their photos as they're editing. They will pick the nicest ones that they professionally feel are the good ones, clean them up, edit them up, and then send them to you. There's some other quick and easy programs that you can learn quickly and you know uh, be able to edit those photos. There's a lot of great photo editing software out there. I'll save that for a different episode. I'm not going to go ahead and jump into photo editing right now. But there's um, a lot of easy ones. The most popular, of course, is Photoshop. Photoshop is great. It's quick. Um, it, it, it takes a tiny bit of a learning curve, but once you have it, you have it. If you're someone who's naturally good with programs and you're able to learn new software very quickly, you're not going to have a problem with it. So bottom line, if you're starting out, don't get caught up in all of the elements of a photo shoot. Just go out there and have fun. Make sure you have, you know, a happy, smiling person wearing your clothes. Of course, if that's the mood. If it was a, a grunge type of grumpy mood, then you probably want someone who looks miserable. <laughs> but um, just make sure, you know, you and your model or your subject have the same idea in mind and the same goal. And then just go out there. And even if you're starting with your phone, just have a blast doing what you love to do and it'll all fall together. Over time, you'll learn what to do, what not to do. You'll have tips from people like me. You can learn on Instagram. You can buy books. You can take classes. It's it's not something that I would say to worry yourself about now. Um, the same thing with runways, and we'll get into that again in a different episode. Um, but having a runway show isn't the end-all, be-all. Not every designer needs one. Not everyone does them anymore. Uh, there's a lot that are just less and less having having runway shows because they're becoming obsolete. There's other ways of getting what you the end result that you wanted from a photo shoot or the end result of what you wanted from a runway show and getting it quicker and easier. If you had any questions or you want to know more about this topic or another one, you always have that option to message me directly or if you're using Anchor, go ahead and um, leave a voice message because you're capable of doing at the end of our episode if you liked our chat go ahead and subscribe and favorite this podcast depending on which platform you're using so you know when the next one is available if you're using anchor you have the option to leave a voice message so please do i would love to hear from you and remember to share with others until next time bye